Welcome to Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now open your Bibles. You have read the passages. You have studied the Word. It's time to test your knowledge. Your host is Pastor Buzz Lawback. And this is another fine evening in the Lord. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we praise you. We love you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for each day. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for each one that's here tonight and those that are tuning in this evening. Pray, Heavenly Father, as we come to this challenge, let us recall, may the Spirit recall the things in our hearts. And more importantly, Heavenly Father, as we continue to learn your word, let us learn to apply it. Not only apply your word, but to live it. Yes. As we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, this is our first, uh, our first, uh, we're planning on the last, last, uh, last Tuesday of each month. And our homework assignment was the first five books or first five chapters in Matthew. We Our challenge is to get through and study on our own. Whatever commentaries you have, and uh, if you want a commentary, you can come over here because we've got a few commentaries around, but uh, study as... And always a good thing is the whatever your study Bibles. Study Bibles have good uh, notes in them usually. Remember that the notes are not inspired, neither are commentaries. But um, it, it, don't take just one and say, "Well, that's the gospel." It's the Word of God that's the that that it, that is the gospel. Amen. And we are going with Matthew, and uh, next month will be Matthew six through ten. All right, let's see where we're at. Okay, we got the screen on there. Right there. All right, very good. Let our let's begin tonight. Our categories are. Introduction to the Gospel of Matthew, the Line of Christ, the Magi, the Baptizer, and the Wilderness Testing, and the Sermon. All right, we're going to start off with one. Okay, we. I will start, and I'm going to start with the first one. It's going to be Introduction to the Book of Matthew, 100. Go ahead, President. Matthew is the human author of the gospel. What other name did Matthew go by? Levi. All right, Levi. Okay, go ahead and turn down. All right, Levi. Very good. So you put your points down there. All right, Levi. Okay. Other than George, what was Levi's occupation? Tax collector. Tax collector. And I'll do one more since I got you. There's another name for a tax collector. What is it? It's not a Republican, but a A publican. A publican. All right. I thought it was crooks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Sorry. What's it? George, no, you're, you're pushing it 
No, I'm all right. It's old man. Go ahead. Oh, I get to go. Categories. Yeah, two hundred. Which one? Oh, two hundred for an introduction. Go ahead. The four gospels each have certain theme. Mark, Jesus, the servant, John, deity, and Jesus. Um, our chronological line. What does Matthew emphasize? The history of Jesus, Christ as King, Christ as Savior, Christ as Judge. A, the history of Jesus. Uh, no. Okay, let me, let me, <laughs> all right. Must be Christ the Okay, reset, okay. Uh, the cat, the, this was a good question, because nobody got it. Amen. All right, each of the Gospels, you have four Gospels. Um, each, the same thing, Jesus, but it emphasizes different things. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, John. John, the deity of Christ. The deity of Christ, that's John. Then you have Luke. Luke is the chronological life of Christ. Mark is the servant, that Christ as the servant. Uh, you see these things all the way through it. Matthew is Christ the King. Goes through and talks about, that Matthew is the only one that goes through and, talk, uh, and you'll, you'll find kingdom of heaven. There is the kingdom talk, kingdom talk all the way through Matthew. So he is the rightful king. So, oh, now I get the question. I didn't understand the question. Okay, go ahead there. Uh, okay, Jesus the king. All right, still you on, George? Uh, three times you're getting the same. On the introduction. Matthew is the first gospel account. What does the word gospel mean? Take it. Uh, okay, I forgot to start. That's right. okay. Good news. Good news. Yes, the gospel is good news. And we can, we can, um, you'll hear a lot of fire brimstone at revival, but it's not the bad news that's going to get you. The bad news has to precede the good news. The bad news is we're, uh, that we are lost. Amen. The best of us, the best of us are born into this world as lost sinners. You can be very moral. You can, uh, you can do all the right things. You can say all the right things. You can you can say, well, I've been baptized. I go to church. I carry my Bibles. But the power, as Paul says in Romans 1, the power of salvation is the gospel. Amen. All right. Now, let me see if I can get... We're going to get this done. Now you can do it. All right. All right, let's see. I'll reset it. And... Uh, Michael, you got that. We'll just go ahead and continue on. 400. Okay, 400 for introduction. What does Christ mean? The word Christ, the name Christ, the title Christ. Very good, very good. The anointed one. The anointed one. Okay, Becca, I'll get you on that. It's going to be a hard question now. Who else, but who else was anointed in the Bible? Somebody specifically that was anointed. King David. Very good. King David. King David was anointed. Remember that Jesse um, 
He was moping around because Saul was such a loser. And and the Lord said, Saul, or or, or Samuel, just pick up your, your, your horn and go. Let's go. I'm going to have you go anoint another one. And it was king, so he anointed. Um, anointment, and he is the anointed one. He is the appointed one. It is the Lord. He didn't anoint himself. But he was going. Now, where do we see the anointment at? Of we we know that King David got anointed by um, Samuel. When did Jesus get anointed? With the uh, the box. I, I don't know the words. Uh, the she had the expensive. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, well, that could it could be considered as anointment. Was it the baptism when John? Yeah. At the baptism. He got when he came up and the, the spirit came down. Remember the oil uh, baptism or anointment in the Old Testament was with oil, and that was a picture. That oil made uh, was used in lamps to produce light. Well, we have the Holy Spirit that came down upon the Lord, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that was where He was anointed. All right, um, who got that one? Becca, very good. Introduction again. For Introduction for five hundred. Why does you Matthew need to do the counter? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's do it. Reset and go. Ready, go. Why does Matthew begin with the genealogy of Jesus? Let's let's give the uh, go ahead and give me the almost choice to prove Jesus is God, to prove that Jesus was the right to rule, to prove that Jesus is human. To prove that Jesus was our Savior. Becca. D. Prove that Jesus was our Savior? No. Uh. Oh. Ready, go. <laughs> B. B. To prove that Jesus had the right to rule. Very good. Amen. Very good. He had the right to rule. There's a lot in here that, that uh, the writer... Of the who was who's the writer of this gospel? The publican. The publican. Yeah. The Holy Matthew. Spirit. Matthew. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You know, say that. You know, the this is neat that the Jesus and his hypostatic When we say hypostatic we mean God, man, and one person. You know, his own, the Bible is hypostatic because it's got a human side, a human, the human writer who's inspired by the Spirit, and you've got God. So it's so the Bible itself is like a, a um, hypostatic union. Okay, um, so man, very good. He had the right. To, he had the right to rule. Um, the I want to I want to have a follow-up question on that. I, uh, I don't know one right uh, off the top of my head like that, but he how do, how does it prove that he is? Well, what does that lineage um, show that he has a right to rule? What, what what's he? How is he proving? Is he Jesus, king. That he is king. Let's take it all the way. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Well, Matthew was writing to the Jews, and he was telling them that. He is a Jew, so he carried the 
showing that he was in the lineage of David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, showing all uh, uh, of that. So it was showing that he qualified for all of them. David, hang on to David. Now, because that's, that's where we're going through. What, how, how does Matthew start off? The record. You're talking about with the genealogy. Yeah, with the genealogy. Well, how's it? How's it start off? Yeah, with the son of David. The son of the son of David, the son of Abraham. First Sam or second. First Samuel. Uh, let's find it. Is it Second Samuel seven? I think it's Second Samuel seven. Second Samuel seven twelve through sixteen. Let's turn Second Samuel. Yeah, it would be Second Samuel, not First Samuel. Second Samuel seven, and uh, thank you, Beck. And starting down, um, God's covenant with with uh, with David, verse eight. I'll start with verse eight, and and on beyond that. And let's let's just drop down to um, thirteen and for time. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish. My, the throne of his kingdom forever. This is the Davidic covenant. God promises a son to David that will rule forever. And so that line has to be. What's interesting about Levi is that, I'm sorry, what was his profession? Tax he was a tax collector. What does, what does, what advantage does a tax collector have? Records. Records. So he has the records of uh, who Jesus is. If they could, if the Pharisees could have proved that he was illegitimate, then they wouldn't have had to worry about Jesus. He had to be in that lineage. If that lineage was off, and remember, there it was one. There was one place, and I don't have it right now, but they accused Jesus. He goes, "We're not illegitimate." So that there was a lie going around that Jesus was not legal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And to that day, I I understand that there's still that around that people say that Mary was actually uh, that she fornicated with the that Jesus was a product of a fornication between Mary and a Roman uh, sedorian or a guard or something. You've heard that. So anyway. Man, they're very good. Okay, let's see. Let's start. Okay, reset. Ready, go. Okay, Amanda. Um, the Magi for a hundred. Magi for a hundred. Who did Matthew say that Magi was looking for? Go ahead and give me the king of Israel? King of the Jews? Yes. The king of the Jews. King of the Jews. Very good. They were looking for the king of the Jews. Very interesting. Um, and they're, they're coming in. Now, now, where were they? Where were they looking for the king of the Jews? Was it, it, was it in, uh, what was it? They had, they had a shout out for, uh, they hadn't went to, uh, I ain't for sure, but I'm going to hold off on that because I may, I may already have that question on there. I may already have that question up there. But he was, uh, it's interesting. The Magi, by the way, came from the east. Who else was in the east? East 
and the prior. Who was in the east? Yes, ma'am. Daniel. Daniel. Uh, not not during that time, but Daniel. Remember the the, the Daniel the the uh, head of state over there, and the he's the one that Daniel nine uh, throughout Daniel that the angel spoke to, and he gave him the prophecy. So I believe myself that there there was a little bit of the organization of Magi organization still in that area. They were looking. And they were, they knew to look at the stars, they looked at the records, probably a lot of those records written by Daniel himself, and they knew, very important, they knew the timing. You see, this wasn't just a happenstance. They knew the time was close. Because in Daniel chapter 9, there's Daniel's 70th week. See, they knew the clock was ticking. And so when that gets close, you know, it's like like right now. Can we pretty much suspect that we might be real close to the coming, the return of the Lord? Or for us to get out of here to meet the Lord in the air? I think we're very close. Well, they had a calendar. And they knew that time, that time was coming close. So these magi, according to Scripture, they were looking for a sign. And what was the sign? It was the star. And um not quite sure what that star was. May have been the Shekinah glory. Um, but it was, um, there was a lot of people debating on what, what, what that star was. But anyway, uh, let's, who got that one? John? Ready, go. Oh, let me get this. Okay. Ready, go. Start. Ready, go. All right. Come on. Okay, there we go. Um, where did Herod send the mad guy to search for child? Who's that? Egypt. Egypt. So it says. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Who else? Okay. Who else? Yes. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. He sent him to Bethlehem. They flee for Egypt, right? Yeah, they flee yeah, to Egypt. Yeah. All right. I hear that. I hear him going now, so I know somebody hit it. So anyway, we're going to get it. Um. How did Herod find out? How did Herod find out? Well, did Herod just know? Because it was scribes. Scribes and... Cause it, didn't he call the... the? He called in the scribes and... He, the, call, he called the priests in? Uh, what, who, who was it? That's specifically, who did he call in? The priests and scribes. The priests and scribes. And he wanted to know about this. It's... It's funny, when, when the Magi came in, listen, it wasn't just three, it wasn't just, uh, I think you all know this, it wasn't just three Magi. It wasn't just three wise men. It was a bunch of them. Herod would not have been disturbed by three wise men running around, three Magi. When those, when they came, I, I would guess that it was over a hundred. And they were going house to house. They were going downtown. See, what's interesting is these were Gentiles. These wasn't the Jews. I'm sure that they were surprised. <laughs> the king of the Jews are here. He's been born. You people. And they're just going about their normal lives. They're going about. They're, they're going. And all of a sudden Herod gets wind of this. And he gets disturbed. If Herod's disturbed, the people are disturbed. He calls in his 
priest, he calls in his, uh, uh, the Pharisees, what's going on here? And they tell him about Bethlehem. They tell him where the, the child's going to be born. Somebody, somebody help me. If the, if these religious leaders knew this, why weren't they in Bethlehem looking for the son? Looking for the child? You know, so, you know, we'll see throughout Matthew that there was more positive volition and, and faith in Gentiles. It was several times that Jesus complimented the bird. <laughs> <laughs> These, um, he several complimented the, he complimented the centurion, the Phoenician woman. You can put that thing to rest. That would be nice. <laughs> Great. It's just so smooth. <laughs> you're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Alright. What bothered me was verse 3, that last part. I can understand why Herod would be deeply disturbed. But all of Jerusalem, that's always bothered me that they would be Unless you think about it, everybody living in Jerusalem was either associated with the government or with the temple that lived inside the wall. Well, if he's coming, they've missed it. They're in trouble. Do you think these people were real religious people? I think they were religious in their mind, in their... They thought of themselves as being religious. Mm -hmm. But... They weren't. Sometimes religion can blind us to who Christ is. Amen. Now, and I have to get, I have to throw this caveat out now because when I first heard it, I said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute! Religion is about God. It's not always about God." You see, religion is man's, is man seeking the approbation of God through man's own means, his denominationalism, his. Um, his means by which he's going to um, meet God in some way. So you make sure that you've got all your T's crossed, all your I's dotted. I'm, and sometimes it's the worst thing because it builds, you build your own stumbling block. Your morality. I'm this. I'm, I'm, and there are those that... There's probably churches all around that are filled with unbelievers. Amen. They can they can do the good religious stuff. They carry their Bibles. They talk nice. They all, but ask them sometimes. There's a lot of religious people that I can ask about Jesus, and they can't. You know they'll they can't carry on a conversation about their Lord. You see, Christianity is not a religion. It's a faith. It's a it's a relationship. That's right. That's right. It's a relationship with our Lord. So these people are very religious. The Pharisees were very religious. So when you're so occupied with religion, you're more occupied with yourself and your your means your means of worship rather than the the um, believing and trusting and your your relationship with the Lord. Look at Nicodemus. He was on the Sanhedrin, the, the big seventy. And what did Christ say to him? Mm-hmm. How can you be a teacher? And not know these things. Exactly. He was religious. 
Hechis. You can also know your Bible inside and out, cover to cover, and still be an unbeliever. That's exactly right. The uh, uh, dean of the School of Theology at Duke was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, there's no story I could tell, but we're before we get too far into it. <laughs> All right, give me back my board there, son. Let me clear that out. Ready, go. All right, who got that last one? George? Uh, uh, okay, the baptizer, 100. Baptized for 100. Now, in the days of John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness, Judea, saying, Amanda. Repent for the kingdom is here. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll give you an answer. Okay, okay. Keep going. All right, you're up. Repent, for the kingdom of yeah. heaven is at hand. Amen. Very good. Um, very interesting. You got Matthew. You got two. You got two. Two halves of Matthew. Just about two halves. Notice that there's a lot of kingdom talk of Jesus, and he's teaching. He's outright the the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you get to uh, you get to chapter 12, he's accused of the miracles that he's doing and, and the, um, uh, in the spirit of Belzebub and, and, um, and they're rejecting him. And 13, what happens? What happens in Matthew 13? He begins speaking in parables. So there's no, no longer plain language. No longer do you see from 13 on Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see, they had a opportunity to. You see, it was the Jews who had the opportunity. He came to the lost sheep of Israel, and volitionally they had a choice to make. It was freely offered, and he said that, "Hey, if you're willing, Elijah will be, or John would be the Elijah, because Elijah has to come first. Um, so repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand. And these people were excited. That's why they were going down to be baptized. They were. They knew the timing. They knew the. Uh, they knew that this was a time to fulfill Daniel nine, the the Daniel seventieth week. The Messiah was coming to establish his kingdom. All right. Let me reset that. Ready go. Okay. Who's got, who got that one? I did. Uh, Amanda, very good. Let's go Magi 300. Magi for 300. The Magi brought three gifts, frankincense, myrrh, and... Please enter on the two stations. Becca. Gold. 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 All right. Interesting about, interesting about this. We know, we know this, the, the gifts. Something, something special about the gifts. Well, a lot of things are simple. First of all, as we said, it wasn't three wise men. It was three gifts. Look at your scripture. It was three gifts. We don't know how many wise. We don't know how many magi showed up. Um, and in an event that you don't know this, because it, it's it's something neat. It's something the Lord. Remember, I, I, I'll introduce it like this. Remember back when we've all been back there, weren't we? 
back in the time of Moses. Moses was a baby. And he, um, and the, uh, the, uh, they put, uh, the mother put the baby in the basket and Miriam, Miriam, um, watched the basket. The, it was recovered by the Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter says, well, you know, got a baby here, you know, and she's going to adopt it. And then what does she do? She says, get, find somebody who can nurse this baby and I'll pay him. Baby's given back to his mama and the mama's paid to take care. The Lord takes care uh, providentially. How will... We know that um, Joseph and Mary... Or Joseph's going to have to take Mary and the baby to Egypt. How are they going to finance that trip? By that gold. Yes, sir. By that gold they received from the Magi. I bet you it was a little bit more than a few dollars. Yes, ma'am. And it's interesting because if you read um, Matthew 2.11, then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When you, when you, that could be like several things of gold. It could have been different things of gold, different of frankincense and a myrrh. It doesn't mean just one little thing of gold. Yeah, that's right. One little thing of myrrh, you know. Because they had many, could have been many of the of them coming. Ooh, one and they one. all could have gave gifts of these. That was like, and don't forget, some of this represents the uh, burial and death. That's of, right. Of the what they did, the myrrh, the myrrh, and the frank, even the frankincense. And if you go to Genesis, I did a study in Genesis. He goes all the way back from Genesis about the gold, frankincense, and the myrrh too. Mm-hmm. That's quite the study you can do on that. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, Ready go. Who we got? Okay. Who? Becky, you get that one? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Don't hit it I guess I'll go Magi 400. Magi 400. How how was the Magi warned about Herod? Yeah. Go ahead. In a dream? Message? Yeah. It was in a dream. It was in. Okay, go ahead and bring it up. Okay. Warned in a dream. Yes. They were warned in a dream not to go. They were warned in a dream about Herod. And go, so they took a. A different way home. All right, kind of, and that kind of fueled the anger of uh, of. Uh, you could imagine Herod was already hot tempered mm-hmm. when they found it, when he found out that um, he was misled, or you know that um, they, <laughs> he was doing the misleading. But hey, he was a scoundrel. So when they took off in another direction and they didn't come back, he was furious and. We know what that led up to. All right. Um, reset and start. Go ahead there, Becca. I'm going in with 500 for my 500. Day. Where did Joseph take the child and his mother to escape? Oh, she got you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Is that Egypt? Egypt. All right. Very good. Egypt. All right. Interesting. I'm going to bring up. I'm going to bring up something I learned from Bob Bolander. 
Pastor Bob Bolander, and um, I thought it was a very cool thing. Um, remember that the devil is not omniscient. That means he's not all-knowing. That's right. The devil don't know all things. And so when when Herod went in to kill all the babies, well, guess what? Joseph was already warned. And Joseph, by the way, a very big man of faith. Faith. He, Joseph was an incredible individual. When he had, when he got information, he executed. So when he heard, when the angel told Joseph to get out of town, he picked up Mary and Joseph. He was gone. So the soldiers came in. They killed all the babies two years and under. Very good possibility that the devil thought that Jesus was among that bunch that got killed. That gives him the freedom to grow up in a hedge of protection in Satan's ignorance because if Satan knew he and Satan and the angels knew he was still living, then all that then they would be you know doing everything and setting up every scheme to try to kill him. But no, he, he grew up. He, he did have that when he was 12 years old, came to the temple, that was that. We don't, know, we don't know nothing about him growing up, do we? Other than, other than Isaiah 50. I, I love Isaiah 50. Morning by morning, he wakes me up to teach me. My father wakes me up to teach me. I love Isaiah 50. <laughs> but um, other than that, we don't know Jesus' life. Neither did doubt the devil. And all of a sudden, he gets baptized and red alert there, folks. <laughs> devil and all of a sudden. So um, I thank Bob for his teaching on that because I thought it was really good. All right. Um, reset. Ready, go. Um, let's go 200, the baptizer. 200 for the baptizer. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, Okay, give me the... Okay. He, uh, be baptized and do works of righteousness. Behold, the one who comes uh, is not worthy to untie your sandals. See? You brood of vipers who warned you? Okay, who got that? George? Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was C. See? You... You brood of vipers. What's a brood of viper, John? A brood of vipers. That's uh, uh, like snakes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where did it come from? What, what, what would be a brood? A brood of vipers. A brood. I'm not sure what brood actually stands for. Like a, like me, like a, I'm not for sure. That's what I would think is it's a nest. Yeah, a yeah. nest. They were offspr- a bunch of offspring of a viper. Yeah. Who's the serpent? Ooh. Who's the serpent? Satan. Satan. Yes, sir. Remember what uh, what Jesus said that you are you are of your father the devil. Okay, so these are the brood. Of a viper, oak brood of a viper. Brood of vipers. Oh, so they're the babies of a viper. I've probably read that thing a hundred times and never really that brood never really stand out like like it does now. Do you think Jesus did that out of hatred toward them? No, no, absolutely not. It's the truth. It was the truth. Mm-hmm. When, when somebody says something about you, eyeball to eyeball, John, you're a scoundrel. 
I'm either I'm either lying, I'm either or or maybe I'm telling the truth. If I'm telling the truth and and listen, and I'm doing it out of love. Um, maybe maybe I'm saying maybe I see things that you don't see in yourself and we're brothers. That's right. I said, John, you're a scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> My stepfather called me a liar, a cheat, and a thief. And when I got to thinking about it, and he said they were my good points. When I got to thinking about it and and looking at my life, I was I was exactly what he said he was. He said, you know. So when he said when he called him a brood of vipers, I wonder if there was any that said, you know what? This man calls me a brood of vipers. I, uh, if he calls me a, a, a one of these among these. I better look at myself. Listen, he's, he's listen. He's the logos. He's the word. And remember what remember what Hebrews chapter four. Hebrews chapter four says that the word of God, you know, it it's penetrating, and um, and it's two edged sword. Yes, sir. It's going to hurt sometimes. But it's it's love. It uh, the Lord. The Lord would love no more for them to repent, and some some did. Who who was a Pharisee who repented? I believe, and was Nicodemus. What's that? Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Um, Nicodemus, and it was Nicodemus was one who brought the body. You know, he out in the daylight he brought the took the body of Jesus down off the cross. You know, he's. Um, I like what Richard did with that. And uh, when we first see Nicodemus, we see him in the night. He comes in the dark. But then you remember, the evil does their deeds in the dark. But then in the light, we see at Nicodemus, we see a change of heart in Nicodemus. So I, I hope I hope he's there. All right. Did you know what the brood was? I just looked it up. Go ahead. In the first, with the definition here, that which has been born or begotten. Okay. So it's the offspring of the viper. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking just the nest of vipers, not yeah. the offspring. Oh. I didn't know that fancy oh, definition, but thank you. Oh, you will. <laughs> Satan is in his realm. Uh, that's why we do this. Is, this is great. This is, oh, you know, okay. we're learning. This is why we're here. All right, I'm going to reset that and. Ready, go. All right, who we got there? John. What was we just on? We are a baptizer. That's what we was just on? Yep. Let's do 300 there. 300. Okay, per minute at this time, for in this way, it is fitting for us to fulfill all. Give me a great justice, righteousness. Worship, propitiation. Be righteousness. Righteousness, Michael. Very good. To fulfill all righteousness, and it said we, we to fulfill all righteousness. That's when he didn't. That's when yes. John didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't he said want. He should be baptizing me. Yeah, this is this is the plan. This is God's plan. This is permitted. Yeah, yeah, let it, let be. Listen, John, this is God's plan. Um, and this is part, this is part of the program. So go ahead and do it. Okay. And in this, John teaches us, do not think so lofty of yourself, 
but also do not think so lowly of yourself. God is going to use you. And sometimes God will use you in a magnificent way and you think, wow, you know, who am I? You know, who am I? And um, So anyway, um, move on. Reset. Okay, reset. Thank you, Becca. Alright, who's got that one? Uh, we'll Mike. continue on with the baptizer. For the one. baptizer, 400. Who said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. We enter on the seventh station. Who got that one? John the Baptist. Nope. Give me that. Give me that. John the Baptist, Jesus, Isaiah, Moses. Oh, I'm going to take it by your uptick. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Isaiah. 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 Notice. I probably should have slowed down and watched. <laughs> yeah, <sir>. Notice. <laughs> That's awesome. There's another thing about what uh, Matthew is doing. Matthew's building a case. And Matthew saying, Don't take my word for it. This is not my story. He takes it back. This is as prophesied. This is prophesied. This has been prophesied. This has been prophesied. And I don't know. I hear statistics. All Let's just say the odds of, of Jesus just fulfilling a few of these prophecies, you know, coming to completion the way they did, is just astronomical. But but more than more than a few times, Matthew takes us back to Isaiah. This says prophesied and Isaiah. And so he was the one who, that prophet. All right. Well, that was the only Bible that they had was the Old Testament. And Isaiah is by far the most quoted in the New Testament. Uh, is it? Uh, by far. I think that's a hurt. Okay. But, um, anyway. Michael. Uh, oh, let me see. Reset. We'll do five hundred. All right, let's go. Baptize five hundred. Isaiah, <laughs> give me the next one, son. <laughs> you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath of God, uh, wrath to come? Who is John speaking to? Yes, ma'am. The who? Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay, give me the answer. Sadducees. All right. Back up. Okay, yes. Yes. Alright. Um, Pharisees and, and the Sadducees. Um, I just wait for the 500 points. <laughs> 500 points and then wipe it off. The, uh, very good. Alright. Um, Amanda. Uh, Alright. The line and birth of Christ. Reset. Oh, thank you, hon. Ready, go. In the genealogy, Jesus is said to be the son of what two biblical figures? Becca. Son of David and the son of Abraham. David and he is the son of David and the son of Abraham. Okay, Becca. I've got you on there. What is common with both David and Abraham? Because both of these are there. There's something common between these two. They're both covenants, the first. Hurrah. Hurrah. Yeah. You can have some. Give her two extra points for that. Okay. <laughs> Give her two extra points. Very good. The covenant. Both of them are covenant. Uh, there's a, there is the Abrahamic covenant. We find that in what chapter, John? Do you know? 
Genesis 12, 2. 12-2. That's the first time, but it's up through there as well. So, um, there's a covenant. And a covenant, uh, I'll ask this too. What are the two words, what are the two words that seals a covenant and spoken by God? I will. I will. Amen. When God says, I will. And, um, it's, that's the formula for, for that covenant. Oh, and it's also a sealing. There's a sealing to that, and usually blood. As uh, For Abraham, what was the sign of the Abrahamic covenant? It was the... the circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> circumcision. I, I thought it was the circumcision. It, 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 it extends me what the sign of the uh, covenant is. I'm, I'm going to throw up ignorance on that. I've got to look that up. There's, there's, there should be a sign for the Davidic covenant. And I'll probably kick myself here in a little bit. Somebody, somebody probably there saying, you know, whoa, you don't know this? Somebody <laughs> shouting at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody shouting at the TV right now. Okay, so, all right, very good. So, remember, David, and David. Uh, there's the Davidic covenant. We saw that in Second Samuel 7. And there's the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, and... This is uh, this is contract, and this is important. There are I I get on a soapbox on this. There are people who, uh, and even churches that preach that um, God is done with the Jews. Nothing can be further from the truth, ladies and gentlemen, because it's based on a covenant. God is not going to break His covenant. Amen. Amen. And remember Genesis 15. Um, Grady, what was? What was Abraham, or what was Abraham doing when that oven and the torch were going through the sacrifices? Was he? He was sleeping, right? So what's that mean? That means that covenant is based only on the integrity of God and not the success or failure of Abraham. Okay, those Abraham fails. And another important point I need for you to understand, and this is very important. If God can go back on His promises on the Jews, how much can He also go back on His promises about our salvation by believing and trusting Christ that He can come back and say, Ah, really, I didn't really mean that. Or you were so bad that, no, I'm just going to cut you off. Okay. What, what one's the one I got? What was the uh, category? That was John the Baptizer. Oh, so it was 500? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Um, ready to go. I guess 200, the line of Christ. 200. Matthew lists, I think that was 100 for the Bible, by the way. I didn't know what your answer was. Uh, oh, okay. Matthew lists five women in the genealogy. Tamar, Rahab, Bathsheba, Mary, and who else? Who's missing up there? What woman is missing from this line? Ruth. Very good. Ruth. Go ahead and give me that answer. It was Ruth. Okay. And, um, Ruth. Um, who was, besides George, who was Ruth married to? Became a bride of? 
know what he was before he married her. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Don't remember. Uh, it's in the genealogy. George Boaz. 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 Ruth and Boaz. Boaz. All right. Um, George, you got that one. Ready, go. 300, son, Kevin. 300, line and birth. According to Matthew, who visited Joseph in a dream? Gabriel, Michael, the angel of the Lord, or Lucifer? Three Amanda. Angel of the Lord. Ooh, that's right. An angel of the Lord. Did you better tell me I was wrong? <laughs> I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me that. Angel of the Lord. Church himself. <laughs> that's right. Matthew don't mention the name. We can assume it was Gabriel. Okay, Gabriel, Gabriel did a lot of talking, a lot of traveling on that. We can assume it was Gabriel. But Matthew don't name angels. And um, who, what, what, what gospel identifies Gabriel? Luke. Luke, yes. Um, when, he, when he came to Mary, it specifically said, this is Gabriel. And the... Uh, I was going to ask another question. Oh! So if she said Gabriel, would she have been right? Uh, uh, no, she wouldn't. Uh, you're talking about Matthew. It, it would be the, an angel of the Lord. And interesting enough, look at the definite article here, an angel of the Lord. Do not get confused with the, the angel of the Lord. In the Hebrew canon, that is the Old Testament, uh, you'll see the angel of the Lord. And where I stand, that is the pre-incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. He is. It was the angel of the Lord who wrestled with Jacob. It was the angel of the Lord who um, who met Joshua out there and uh, outside of Jericho. And so the angel of the Lord. When so you see in the in the Hebrew canon, the angel of the Lord. But here you have an angel of the Lord. Um, uh, what's, what is an angel? What is angelos? A messenger. A messenger. That's right. A messenger. So angels were messengers. And where do we see in Genesis the, um, the angels? George? They put it at the gates to keep people from going back to Yeah, end. that's one place. Where else? It was also in Jacob's dream. Angels ascending, descending upon the okay. um, that portal, that stairway. All right, reset and um, Amanda, you got that one. Big points, man. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with a child by what or who? Amanda. Very good. Bring it. I didn't have no. All right. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Supernatural birth. Very important. Very important. Um, The line, though Joseph was the legal father in the line, he was not the biological father. um, Why was it so not only was it prophesied, but why was it necessary to be a virgin birth? Because it didn't carry the sin nature that the um, 
from Adam, Very the first good. Adam. Very good. That fallen nature passes through Adam. the man. That fallen nature passes through the man. And um, so, though Jesus did not have a, hum- a, hum- a biological father, Jesus was able to be born as Adam was created. Perfect. Without a fallen nature. Okay? Um, let's see who, uh, man, uh, let me see, read that. What? Okay, 500. Line of, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For what reason? Go ahead, give me. He will save his people. God will be with us. He is King of Kings. He is Son of David. God will be with us. Nope. Emmanuel. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Emmanuel. You will call his name Jesus. What's the what's the Hebrew equivalent to Jesus? What's that? Joshua. Joshua. Jehovah saves. Jehovah saves. Because, he was, because that's in there as well. You will call his name Jesus. Jesus, because he will save. Back it up. Uh, he will save his people. Matthew one twenty one. I thought you were going back to the Isaiah. Okay, now Emmanuel. Um, Emmanuel is a God, uh, God among us. God yeah. with us. God with us. God God with us. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay, better move on. Okay, wilderness testing. 100. Oh, who? Nobody got it. Nobody got it? Okay, okay. How was Jesus led into the wilderness? Please answer on the two stations. Back up. By the angels. Uh, by Satan. Satan. <laughs> by the All right, spirit. no. George? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the oh. Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. Okay, Matthew 4, 1. In, um, in Mark, it says he's impelled. He is he's driven out to the wilderness. Uh, Where he was tested? Mark. And, and to go out to test him. Oh, okay. Okay, but yes, he was led by the Spirit out. All right. Ready, go. Okay, next. Okay, Becca. I didn't get it. You didn't get it? Oh, great. 200. George. Okay, wilderness test for 200. How many days did Jesus in the wilderness before he was tempted? We answer on the three stations. How many days in the wilderness? 40 days. 40 days, very good. Okay, notice the number of 40. Once again, look at numbers through the Bible. You got 3, you got 40, um, 7, seven, seven uh, 3, of course, we know the three, day, uh, the 3 days and 3 nights he would be in the grave. You got 40, you see 40 come up number of days. Uh, where else do we see 40? The floods. The floods, one of them, yes. Where else? Wait, does he say wait 40 days? No. 40 years in the wilderness for Moses. Yeah. Um, How many days was it to wait to Pentecost? Oh, very good, very good. Uh, from the time he rose to the time he ascended was 40 days. Ten days later after that was Pentecost. Okay, wait, ten days. Okay, so, okay. Um, reset. Go. All right, who got that one? John. When there's 300... 
Wilderness test was 300. What would the devil give Jesus if he fell down and worshipped him? Please enter on the three stations. Uh, the whole, all the kingdoms. Okay, go ahead. The kingdoms, the kingdoms of the world. Isn't it interesting that Jesus didn't stop and say, those kingdoms are mine. I don't know what you're talking about, fool. He didn't dispute that these were, you know, this is, this is when, when Adam fell, when Adam fell, he left a void that Satan stepped in. He is the ruler of this dark world. And, um, you know, for a time, for a time, but we know who's going to inherit it. Alright, we're into speed round now. We're going to go right down. I'm going to go each one. Okay, I'm going to hit Grady first for 400 for wilderness testing. What did the tempter suggest that Jesus turned the bread into? What? Okay, uh, suggest that turn what into bread? Well, I'm here. What's that? What you did? I said. Oh, okay. Jordan. Rock. Okay, the stones rock. Very good. Okay, got it. Alright, John, you got the next one. In all three testings, what book did Jesus quote scripture from? Isaiah? No. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Oh, that's a good one. Deuteronomy. Very, I just want to bring this up very much. When you look at the wilderness testing, look at how Jesus, um, faced the, of quick, faced the testing each time. He used the Word of God. That's a pattern of what we need to do. And he quoted Deuteronomy? He quoted Deuteronomy all three times. That's okay. Um, when we when we come into a crisis, we are to lift up God's Word in application. Alright. Um, go ahead. Uh, Mama Deborah? No? Okay. Amanda? Who does the kingdom of the heaven belong to? Who does the who does the kingdom of heaven belong to? Go ahead and give me those who mourn, peace tapers, poor in spirit, the righteous. Uh, uh, the right, uh, the, the those who are persecuted. That's out there. <laughs> <laughs> those who mourn, the peace tapers, the poor in spirit, or the righteous. Uh, uh, is it the... Oh, am I still on the hook? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, Michael. Peacemakers? No. No? Grady. That are righteous? No. George. The poor in spirit. <laughs> the poor in spirit. All right, you got it. Oh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, for theirs is the kingdom uh, of heaven. I was going to say they were comforted. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, who, who's up? John. Sermon. Who will be called the sons of God? When we get saved. According to Matthew. He's putting the answers up now. Okay. Those who are born, peacemakers, righteous, or justice? Peacemakers. The peacemaker. Okay, peacemakers. Yes. They would call them the sons of God. Alright. The sermon. Who shall see God? Um, who's up? Amanda? You? Okay, who's that same God? Okay, give me a... The righteous, the pure of heart, those who are born, those who are persecuted. 
Um, to pure heart. Okay. Give me an answer. Pure heart. Mm-hmm. Matthew 5 8. Amen. All right. Who's up? Amanda? Hmm. 400. Sermon. What will the merciful receive? Um. Give them to me. Mercy. Grace. Right. Righteousness. Mercy. Forgiveness. Mercy. All right. Give me an answer. Mercy. 5 7. Alright, and the last one, the sermon. And Michael, you got this. Who will inherit the earth? Go ahead. The merciful? Gentle? The meek, the gentle. Okay, go ahead. The gentle. Very good. Alright. Okay, I got my full screen back. Was the sign the throne? What's that? The sign of the Davidic covenant. Was it the throne? No? Okay. I didn't know if that would... I wanted to say star because you know star David. But I don't know how that would be like where it would say that. But I just thought that star. I tried to look for it too. I could find it. The what? Uh, The star? I'm probably... It escapes me but I'm going to... I'm sorry for my ignorance on that. (laughs) All right. As we close out today, the last few moments will be devoted to those without life, those without eternal life. And um, for those that are listening in, you may be in private of your living room, maybe maybe wherever you're listening to this at. If you've never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is your opportunity. It is the it is the gospel. You see, when we come in, came into this world, we came into this world as lost sinners. We may have been pretty babies. We may have been the prettiest. But we were born into this world that's universally lost. See, we're sinners. And we, have a, we stand before a righteous God. And regardless of how good we can be, our our goodness cannot match God's righteousness. Amen. There is a God, and you might say that there's a God. Well, that perform that is a problem, folks, because we are sinners. He's righteous, and we're unrighteous. But God is a loving God, and He doesn't wish any to perish. Yes. But on our behalf, He sent His own Son, who was born into this world. He left his throne in heaven and became a man. Yes. Because man, because it was man who sinned against God and man had to take that punishment. And in Adam, we all die. The opportunity that we all have is when we hear that gospel message. And that message, that good news message is that Jesus Christ provides eternal life for anyone who trusts in Him for it. He took our sin upon His body. He hung upon the cross for six hours. Thank you, Lord. And on the the third hour, darkness fell over that Golgotha. And every sin, the Lord knew every sin that we would ever make, past, present, future. And was poured out upon Him and that was judged. 
And he said it is finished. Yes. That means there is no work left to do on our part. See, salvation is a free gift. It's, it's nothing we work for. But it's not free. Because Jesus paid it all. Yes, sir. All we have to do is believe, trusting in the yes, Lord sir. Jesus Christ for eternal life. And that's the moment of life for you. Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity of meeting together. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you continue to watch over us. Protect, uh, I pray, Heavenly Father, protect our way on on the way home. I pray, Heavenly Father, with what we've learned tonight, may it spark some interest. May we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And may we learn to live out a life that's worthy of our calling. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Next month will be Matthew 6 through 10. Be studying. All right. Love you all. Thank